Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. this record to bring you a special bulletin if you don't mind i will begin at the beginning it's a new day let's get going one two three four five six ah! during the 911 call friedberg begged for help as he took officers on a 10-mile chase through collier county call my mom please call my mom and police say the call only got stranger i want to speak to president trump Kevin and Bean, Kevin and Bean, Allie and Jensen and the whole damn team. Hey, party people, we're making a scene, talking about old Kevin and Bean. You know, there was a time when people said FM radio was dead. Is that time now? And now. Hey, Bean, I got a cat you can pet. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Wednesday morning, the 4th of September. Remember the Clown Vist times? Sure do. Yes. How Remember exciting. the Heimer times? <laughs> oh, how could I forget? <laughs> Was it Heimer? Heimer times are the best. <laughs> how many times did you think about, hey, Heimer, yesterday? Uh, I was saying it to my dog, to my 10-week-old, uh-huh. to my wife. <laughs> I was walking around the house. Is, are you Heimer? Is it Heimer? <laughs> Kevin, you feeling good about it? Very. Yeah. About Heimer? Yeah. Heimer was feeling strong. Heimer was, yeah. was fine. It's pretty good. Anyway, how is everybody? We are good. Good. Jensen? I think I'm fighting something, but I'm coming Uh-oh. out victorious. You are? Okay. Okay. You know you got that tickle? Yeah. Yeah. Back of the throat? I don't yeah. feel like that. I don't think they're talking about the same oh. thing. No, oh. no. I'm okay. talking about when you feel a little sick. Oh, How much yeah. different, difference can you make with a positive attitude? If you think, I'm not sick, I'm going to be fine. I think that works. Do you? But after like a few days. I think days, it does some, too. Yeah. After a few days, you're like, ah, oh, I feel like it's been here for four or five days and it's not getting any better. Maybe you I'm guys not. talk without me. I'm going to go adjust the air conditioning. It's just, it is pretty loud. I know. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I need to turn it up, so I'll be right back. All right. I think air conditioning, oddly, uh-huh. is one of the things making me sick. The culprit, yeah. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a thing? How does that make you... I don't know how that makes I you I feel sick. like it is because if you keep moving in and out of different environments, right. it's going to scratch your throat. That's it's going to do that. But again, I will say this. my If my father was listening, and <laughs> thank God he doesn't, right. he would say, you don't get sick from things like that. You get sick from germs. And he'd be very angry. Like when my He's mom... He's right as well. My mom would let me leave for school with wet hair and my dad would say, have a good day. And my mom would say, no, 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 dry your hair a little bit. You're going to get sick. And my father would get so angry. <laughs> you don't get sick from wet hair. You get sick from germs. Hmm. He is right. So... Um, how about emergency, Jensen? Does that help you? No. I stopped. I, that's like that. You os- gave up on that. Remember that oxymoxilixium or whatever, where it would, it would oh, look yeah. like rock candy, uh-huh. and they were like, "Oh, it'll make you feel better." I was like, "This is rock candy. This isn't." Yeah, it doesn't really make you feel better. Medicine, unfortunately. 
Mm. But I have well, feel better. vitamin C and rock candy. And rock candy. I hope candy. you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> rock cocaine candies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, um, who who's on, who's used uh, dating uh, dating apps? Who's been I on have, the dating apps? I have, and so has uh, Allie, right? Allie? I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you talked. You weren't going to admit it, but no, I, I am on one that is wow is comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why is that you what ask? you're going for? <laughs> At this point, yes. <laughs> Pre-marriage, I I dated people, never anything too serious off mm-hmm. apps, but I had a good couple month I runs. I mean, look, it run? makes yeah. a lot of sense because it greatly expands the universe of people that you might not ordinarily meet in real life. Yeah. So I mean, I, I told I, there's no shame in being on a dating app. I mean, that's how. You know, many or most people meet these days. And how, And I'm a good writer, so it's even better. Yeah, so that's true. where my best game can come Until from. they meet you, right. Right, and then so I'm a nightmare. the reason I bring it up, Jensen, you're the perfect person to ask this, is when you would reach out, you'd have a match on a lady, and you would reach out, mm-hmm. and did you customize <laughs> yeah. your approach for, a, for each individual woman, or did you have a surefire, I don't want to say line because yeah. that makes it cheesy, but an approach that you found to be universally uh, received well and effective? Uh, well, I would like to pretend that it was different for everyone, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of the times I wrote the same thing, which could explain why I wasn't super successful on mm. it. But I used to write, hey, do you remember on Cribs when Missy Elliott was on and she had a race car bed? <laughs> anyway, still bothers me. <laughs> what, what are you up to tonight? You I mean, weirdo. I wasn't trying to date you, but that's awesome. Yeah. Kevin's <laughs> in. And, and then every once in a while it would change to like Joey Fatone. Or yeah, it was Joey Fatone who had a uh, Benny Hanna in his backyard. So you're or- just putting out there. Complete dork. A lot of cribs yes. talk. Yeah, yeah, a lot does. of cribs talk. All right. Yeah, but, and, and that's super smart because if you 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 want somebody with that sense of humor, somebody would, who's going to enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, would get it right. Exactly. Yeah, Some if somebody isn't isn't into that, then she's probably not right for you. Yes. Well, there's a story in the UK about a man named Trenton who came up with what he thought was the perfect line that would get good response, and I guess he had had some success with it before. And here's what the line is. And Ali, I'll have you judge it. Here's what he writes to ladies that he matches with. Imagine this. We are both strangers in a grocery store, but we will somehow make eye contact contact in the produce section. My hands are full of limes, and I am unable to hold all of them. Limes are falling all over the ground, rolling left, right, and just all over. You rush over and attempt to help, and I look deeply into your eyes and say, Sorry, I'm bad at pickup limes. Mm. Nope. That was that whole thing was just a trip for that punchline? Wow. I assume so. Is that hard pass, Allie? Yeah, I'd write back. It sounds like you have scurvy. And then block him. <laughs> you take it literally, right? Yeah. Scurvy, okay. Mm-hmm. So he sent that out to a uh, few ladies. And um, one woman wrote back. And and he was very encouraged because she said, okay, that was really good. I think you deserve my snap or phone number for that one. Oh, And he wow. was like, oh, this is going great. And then one minute later, another woman wrote back and said, Okay, that was really good. I think you deserve my snap or phone number for that one. Oh, it's just a bot? So he posted, I'm not going to lie, the weirdest thing just happened. I've been on Tinder for a few days, so I sent out to a couple girls, and I got the exact literal same response from two people. I'm not trying to sound like a player or anything, but I am tripped out. And then the first girl wrote him back and said, and we're roommates. (gasps) Oh, Oh. So he had if you matched... like pina coladas, <laughs> right? So not only did the two women that he had messaged know each other, but they lived together and were sharing information about what kind of reaction they were getting on Tinder. So he wrote the same thing to two women living under the same roof. 
That's busted. That's not ideal. But I so when they crafted the exact same wording back, that's odd. I would have well, went with it. No, well, no what if they like one teamed up and the said, other one. Yeah, said let's do the same thing back. Uh, <laughs> same thing. But go ahead. <laughs> no, not the same thing. They, no, they, they wrote did the same thing back on purpose. Yes, on purpose. Yes. Though. They, okay. It wasn't a coincidence, right? Okay, that's what I was like asking. You were unclear on that. No, is it Heimer? Here's <laughs> here's here's what I would here's I would say. I would have went with it and been like, oh, that's awesome. Can we all go out? Like, I would have just leaned into it. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe this is their way of saying we're into it. We're roommates. Yeah. Yeah. I would have went down yeah. in flames. Totally. Yeah. What did yeah. this guy do? Uh, he deleted his Tinder. He, said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was on, so man. embarrassed. He deleted his Tinder. We need ah. to do a Colin topic of you deleted your Tinder. <laughs> and why? <laughs> and why? So anyway, I would say that's a backfire, but I'm saying that also Jensen could have saved it. I think if the guy had the confidence that Jensen has, he oh, might have been able to save it. By the way, I have helped friends concoct so many dating app lines. Oh my gosh, I'm like the Cyrano de Bergerac of Raya. <laughs> yeah, no, please. I'll sit there and I'll Your write... friend will text you and go, listen. 100%. Here's the woman that and happened I need to... all wow. the time. Yeah, they would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I, I should figure out which is the line people really stole from me." But I used to—that uh, was the only thing I liked. But you also don't meet a ton of people that way because it's a very specific sense of humor. Yeah, true. <laughs> and if a girl writes back, "That's so random," what's wow? I haven't heard <laughs> cribs in a while. I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not. This is not the humor I need. I like your impression, though. Thank you. That's everyone I dated in my twenties. Well, strong. a lot of those teenagers don't remember cribs too. You got to remember See? Jensen. Right. Oh well, dear. I was the bus driver and right okay all right let's talk about today's kevin Beach show shall we at first i was surprised and kind of embarrassed mm-hmm. but now i'm just used to it okay mm-hmm. uh things you've seen at burning man oh that should be fun yeah dave tagged me in one of diplo's uh stories last night i didn't want to see what diplo was seeing <laughs> at burning man had to really that's... squint if you know what i'm saying gotcha i mean yeah. that's pretty much all that's there. Uh, things that police don't care about. How fast can you go? If, if it's a 55 mile speed limit and you're going 60, mm, I think, I you're, think good. you're fine. They don't care. No, no I think you're I fine. Think up to 65, you're good. I'm, I have concerns about tinted windows, front license plates. Meaning, do mm-hmm. they care that yeah. much about? Yeah. Cops care about any of these things that are very minimal. Agreed. Uh, Bean makes his guest on the program today. This uh, teen that went blind, I don't know if you've heard this, the teen went blind from his junk food diet. Ate Pringles and white bread all the time. Junk food, right? Is what you're saying? No, no, not. He no one sees what not, you're doing with he your was hand. Busy with no. his junk. Well, maybe no doesn't one, say that. No part. one sees. I aspire to be him, man. That sounds like the greatest <laughs> diet ever. Uh, what is it? Pringles and what? Uh, white bread and one other thing. I can't remember. Uh, ham and sausage. Ham and sausage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he ate <laughs> since he was a kid. Uh, yeah. Oh dear. Uh, plus, we've got the uh, K-Rock sticker K- uh, grand prize, which is pretty cool. It's the Billie Eilish show for you and 20 friends and a meet and greet. And you also get a 2019 Honda Fit. It's We're going to make much. that call today. Now, uh, the fact that Beer Mug is still in the studio indicates to me that the winner is not in Riverside. Because he would have had to have left already. Uh, he is a chopper. Oh, he's a chopper. Okay. Yeah, Forgot yeah. about the K-Rock like chopper. Okay. Yes. Years. Come okay, on, cool. Man. So it could be anywhere. Yes. Okay, gotcha. He has police chaperones. It's yeah. going to be intense. Deal. Yeah. Plus tickets to see Tool. When they oh, come wow. To Southern mm-hmm. California. We're excited about that. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Time for our first look at what's happening here on a Wednesday. Remember when Tracy Morgan bought that Bugatti and then within a couple hours crashed it? 
Yes. It was a bad situation. Like $2 million car. It, one of those situations like you drive it off the lot and someone hits you at the intersection. It's still not the worst thing that happened to him in a car. It, yep, absolutely true. not. Um, this story is interesting. He dined at Carmine's Italian restaurant in New York City recently and offered one of the bartenders 100 bucks to go stand outside and watch his car as he ate dinner. What, what do you think the bartender was going to be able to do in that time watching his car? Like, he couldn't stop anything from crashing into it. Maybe he could stop someone from keying it or something like that. But Maybe. is that happening? Or what, what's, what's I this? I don't know what that Sitting is. Sitting on it, shooting the S with a friend. You know what I mean? That right. you know, where you put your hand on Hey, get on off it. my car! Right. That's the only thing I could see him helping on. I guess. I can't think. I literally can't think of anything else. I just don't want a, well, I do want a $2 million car. Let's be honest. Maybe if someone's trying to park too close to it. Maybe. Yeah. But he paid a hundred bucks just to stand next to it, Hmm. which I guess is, is an easy way to earn a hundred bucks. But Mm -hmm. well, he dined on fried calamari and chicken parm, it says, which is lovely. (laughs) What a lovely meal for him. (laughs) It's just, it's odd. It's a very story. It's, it's definitely a rich people story, Mm -hmm. but um, does he still have a shark in a tank at home? Tracy Morgan. Really? I didn't know that was something he had. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's also a real cribs thing. He's an oddball. Yeah. True. Like how, how big is the shark? Don't know. Uh, 14 feet. No. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, I I think it's terrible and cruel. You shouldn't have a shark in a fish tank. Is that a thing? Obviously. Wait, why obviously? I'm not being stupid. No, because they need room. But don't all fish? Like many animals, yeah, but it's different from being a goldfish when you're a shark. I mean, sharks cover a lot of ground. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's like elephants. You can't. You put an elephant in a zoo. And he has. No, he, he he needs acres and acres and acres and acres and acres to roam. You got know it. what I mean? But well, I got to uh, get rid of all my baby sharks then. Yeah. It's just the kind of thing Tracy Morgan does when you have thirty rock money. Right. I mean, you sound like a, a biggest. Like the bigger the animal, the <laughs> the more room they need to the move. More room <laughs> they need, which is just insane. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, what is happening with Britney Spears and her family? Oh, this is this sad. is sad. I just don't understand. I don't like it. So, Kevin Federline reported to police that Britney Spears' father, Jamie, abused one of his grandsons, Britney and Kevin's son. Uh, And now there's an active investigation. Law enforcement sources say the alleged incident went down August 24th at Jamie Spears' home. 13-year-old Sean got into an argument with him, and then he allegedly broke down the door to get to his grandson and then violently grabbed him once he was in the room. There are no visible bruises or injuries to the child, but Kevin thought it was serious enough to report it to the Ventura County Sheriff's Department. Investigators have already interviewed witnesses and turned over their findings to the DA's office. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Britney Spears. What about her? Brittany and Kevin um, have also just formalized a shift in their custody agreement. He now has the two boys for 70% of the time, which apparently has been their informal situation for about a year now, but the uh, file documents make it official. But... Yeah. Yikes. That whole thing. Oh, leave Brittany alone! And then it's just uh, ramped up the whole free Brittany thing Mm -hmm. because people still think that she is... She's being kept under her father's thumb 
taking by advantage court of. filings, essentially. Yeah, this uh, conservatorship seems to have been going on for a very, very long time because it's now looking like she's in better shape than he is. That's yeah. going to be the issue now, yeah. Right. Yeah. She's mid, she's mid trial, not trial, but she's mid complaint about her conservatorship, and now she yeah. actually has something to lean on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like once her kids, I had no idea that one was 13. I know, I saw that too, and was um, like, he's driving in three years. Shocking, yeah. but I feel like once they're, you know, old enough to start Googling and seeing stuff, they've got to be like, hey mom, what's up with this? Yeah. We, have, we have a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. So about the umbrella thing. <laughs> I mean, by the 13, way, you would probably know the umbrella thing. I would oh, yeah. 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 I would think so. And I'll also say that I think um, Brittany proved a lot to a lot of people by her very successful Las Vegas residency. Yeah. Sure. Where she was a complete professional, and there was no, there were no issues, there were no problems, there were no cancellations. She seemed healthy and happy, and and it seems like she's doing great. Yeah, the whole thing is just. Oh, we haven't heard the last of it. No. I'm sure it's just cuckoo. Um, great news for Lizzo. She has earned her first number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. She dethroned Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello with their one-week reign. <laughs> With Senorita, <laughs> Lil Nas X is like, <laughs> one week, suckers. Uh, by the way, the single, Truth Hurts, uh, two years old. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. People are wondering, you know, why, why now? But do you remember when it was in the Netflix movie, um, Someone Great, with mm-hmm. Gina Rodriguez and Lakeith Stanfield? Nope. 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 Just me. <laughs> I wonder if that helped it. So since none of you have seen that. <laughs> yeah, that movie was just hot fire. Everyone was it like. It was an to... adorable Couldn't movie. go anywhere without anyone talking I about it. I would say that. It was so cute. But it was all over the trailer. And all those and kids then would dress up as the characters it from it and a, go to Comic-Con. It was a key part in the movie. <laughs> there were too many like Keith Stanfield's last wow. Halloween. Wow. Remember wow. when they issued a postage stamp like after it had only been out this for a is... week just to commemorate this it? This is hurtful um, because that was an adorable I got the movie. Nikes. I got the Nikes that are themed after the movie. All right. Yeah. One side just Gina Rodriguez's face. Like I don't know anything from the movie to reference. Yeah. It's weird that <laughs> no one does. Weird that the single is "Truth Hurts" that we're talking about. You're all right. You're all right. But it She's is fantastic. Proof. It, I was gonna say it is proof that a song can come out two years ago, mm-hmm. and because of streaming and because of sort of viral like the success, movie, someone right, right. clearly, mm-hmm. uh, those things can. It has legs nowadays. Absolutely. People talk about singles culture versus albums or whatever, but this is a good good reason for yeah. singles, singles culture. True. All right, guys. Uh, TMZ has reported that R. Kelly is finally out of solitary confinement and is joining the Gen Pop. His attorney told the site the singer was moved yesterday and claims he was only kept in solitary by prison officials as a form of punishment. Robert. Due to his fame and the nature of his alleged crimes. Well, then keep him there. Form of punishment. You, don't they usually do that to protect him? To protect from people. the other people. In Absolutely. Prison? Um, but his lawyer says that security measures will be put in place to ensure that he's safe, and he now gets ten non-attorney visits instead of the one that he was allowed in solitary, and he gets more time for phone calls and is allowed to send emails. So yay, R. Kelly getting mm. more freedoms. Mm. That's great. Oh Got to check the age of the visitors too. By the way. Yeah. And also the emails where they're, you know, yeah. they get to look over those, right? I would assume I those all go, yeah. yeah, through a very strict Same with the phone, process. right? Yeah. 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 Although then you get, you know, jails where people are just killing themselves where they should be being watched, right? 
24-7. Yeah, those so cameras weren't working. Just no idea what's going on in our... Guy fell asleep. Prisons. I mean, I get it. All those yeah. things came together and mm-hmm. someone killed themselves. Yeah. Robert. Interesting. Interesting. Kevin. Yes. I'm not going to talk about it now. Oh. I want you to really think about this. Am I in trouble? That's what my mom and dad always September said. September 22nd is the it. Friends anniversary of the show's premiere. I feel like you only have another two weeks to get these friend stories. And then they're just going to be like once a year when but they, they, when they see each other randomly. they once a year. They'll be every freaking day. Okay. Why? Well, it's an iconic Why? show, apparently, according to people. But we're going to talk about how you, yes, you, Kevin, mm. are not going to be able to go anywhere. Not just in this country, around the world, without seeing that goddamn orange couch. That story coming up. I know. I know. But first, some birthdays. Max Greenfield. He's great. Mm -hmm. Kyle Mooney, James Bay, Mark Ronson, Whitney Cummings. Love. Damon Wayans. And, uh, dare I say royalty? Mm, The queen. Queen Bee. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm, Queen. Beyonce Knowles. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There was a time when Bean was a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'd go to Scotland and we'd chase sheep to try and shear them. We'd jump a fence in the middle of the night and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Bean went with me and I was able to convince him to do that. Right. That That's was before I had my own sheep and realized how awful that was. That's changed greatly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Around 1993. One. <laughs> you had a good six-month run? Yeah. <laughs> Where he was just, I could get him to do anything. Mm-hmm. Now he's just gotten a little bit more introverted and he stays mm-hmm. at home and he doesn't He doesn't like nonsense. He doesn't mm-hmm. like tomfoolery. That's true. I he don't like hijinks. He enjoys rules. Like, he does. He enjoys <laughs> rules. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, rules I'm are his jam. I'm your I'm your law and order candidate. Look, right. here, here my whole thing. I, I, I adopted a policy that you can get away with anything, okay? But my my thought is, what if everybody did the thing I'm about to do? Which, of course, you know is I mean? a hypothetical that will never come true. It is a hypothetical, but it also is a good way of looking at your actions and the impact that it has on others. Yeah, can one guy get in the carpool lane who's not a carpool guy? Sure. No, I'm against that. What if everybody did it, though? Then the whole system breaks down. There's no carpool lane. Or they anymore. can't stop us. Let's see them aliens. Right? <laughs> like, if we if we all do it, then how are they going to stop Every us? single person is in the carpool lane. No one. Yeah, good luck pulling us all over. <laughs> right. That's actually a pretty good strategy. Yeah. Don't, don't hate we it. Should, we should do a everybody driving the carpool lane day. Yeah. And just encourage all of our listeners to do it and see how see if we can get away with our it. Our version of Flash Friday. I like it. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's my thing is I really do try to play by the rules. Okay. And I'm fine with that. I feel good about that. But I will tell you that I had a little bit of a breakdown, and I am not proud. <laughs> I did something that I should not have done, and I knew it was wrong, and I did it anyway. And I guess this is my confession. Let's hear it. Wow. Can't wait. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. I'm in the process, as you know, of moving. So there's a lot of cleaning up involved in Getting a house ready oh, to go. They killed the someone. They killed someone. Yep. No. Oh my god. Totally. Yeah. Had to yeah. clean up the blood. Uh-huh. Right. Oh my god. And oh. cut his body up. He probably so, had all the lights. In the tub. Where, oh my god. Acid, you can right? still see it. The guy oh. was sleeping in the street. I had no way of knowing <laughs> he was there. 
Um, so one of the things you have to do when you're getting your house ready to go on the market is you have to really, you know, it's got to be spick and span. You've got to tidy everything up because you're going to have photos taken and then you're going to be having the realtor bring by people to look at your house and everything. And you want it to look great, right? right. So you, 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 you got to throw a bunch of stuff away. You got to give a bunch of stuff away. You got to send a bunch of stuff to recycle. I mean, you need to clean out all of the closets and the fridges and the drawers and everything just to make Kill a man, put him in a garbage. Nope. None of that. Whatever needs to be done. So I ended up having a. I had tons and tons and tons of recycle that I have an appropriate way to get rid of. Tons and tons of trash that I was able to get out of my cans. But then I had a bunch of stuff left over that was all big and unwieldy. Things like curtain rods that we don't need anymore. Things like uh, sound bars that don't work anymore. Speakers that don't work anymore. Giant pieces of plywood. Just a bunch of junk. The kind of stuff that you would haul off to the dump. Yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. fit anywhere. It doesn't, can't put it in the trash can, right? right? And it's all single, you know, it's all stuff you can't just leave on the curb. They won't take it. It's got to be packaged up. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do about all this? And I guess I could have looked and hired somebody to come take it all away. No, fire in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> come on, man. So I decided that I was going to, and God, I can't believe this is, I'm admitting this. I was going to find a dumpster somewhere. And drive under cover of darkness <laughs> and dump all of this stuff in somebody else's dumpster. Mm, wow. I wasn't going to do it to a, a family that was, you know, that, that was uh, had construction on their house. I was going to look for a business, like a big dumpster, like out behind a mall or something like that, where I could get away with it. And it wouldn't be that big a deal because they move tons of trash all the time. Being even me. thinking he wouldn't do it to a mom and pop shop. No. He was no, like, I more like a mall, more like, like a, a Target or mall. Yeah. something that's a corporation. That's something right. like that is cameras like f the man no i scoped for cameras so okay. here's what i did so here's what i did for so on on i guess this was sunday night so on sunday i drove around the city of new orleans looking for dumpsters yes okay? this is Scope. way premeditated i like oh, it totally premeditated. not last second snap yeah all right so i drove around looking for dumpsters in yes alley looking for cameras mm. and i found a dumpster um behind a, an industrial complex that appeared to be pretty safe in terms of not having people walking by, not having cars driving by, not having cameras. And I thought, bingo, that's it. I got out and I looked and there was tons of room in there. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. I hope do. there was cameras that you didn't see. <laughs> They've well, got you like looking around. Oh, I'm still waiting for the popo <laughs> to show up and go, please explain. So I had to wait till it got dark. And you know, that's tough for me to be up past sunset. I had to wait till it got dark. And then I loaded up my car, put on a hoodie, by the way, a black yes! hoodie. Yes! Yes! Zipped it all the way up. By the way, good uh, good opportunity for the Mission Impossible music if you're thinking of using it. Um, zipped it all the way up. And then, again, under ski cover mask of darkness. Or no? Huh? Ski mask or no? Just I didn't have a ski mask. Okay. But I did I did have the hoodie, like, you know, wrapped as much around my head as I could. Gloves? So were you wearing gloves? Fingerprints? Do you think about that? Oh, that's no. great. Oh. I didn't think, you know, I did think about that, but I thought it's unlikely that they're going to pull the trash out and fingerprint plywood. Never know. Me. You Never know what know. I mean? It's not like a capital crime or anything. Did so you th- cover your license plate? I didn't do that, but I also okay. parked around the corner and carried all the stuff around. Oh, man, you made it hard on yourself. No one would notice that. It took me two hours. Completely covered, bringing trash one by one somewhere. <laughs> so I drive over to the dumpster, and I've got the you know I've got the hoodie on, and I'm so happy because it's now starting to rain, and I'm thinking, oh, this is even yes. better. Mm-hmm. Because fewer people are going to be out, mm-hmm. and I park around the corner for the dumpster. How and then far? I just, I tr- huh? How far? would you guess? Probably about 
25 to 30 feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not okay. bad at all. Yeah. Not like half a mile. Yeah. <laughs> then, I tur- feeds on. then I uh, got out of the car, turned off all the lights, and under cover of darkness, one by one, I pulled stuff out of that back seat, pulled stuff out of that trunk, pulled seat out of that, you know, stuff out of that front seat, and ran it around and dumped it into the dumpster as fast as I could, and then ran back to my car and drove away. What mm. a rush. It was a rush. I got to tell you. <laughs> this but is not the exact a- kind of thing that I would do that B would be very disappointed in me of for. Of course, sure. because you shouldn't do it. Because they pay, they pay to have that stuff dumped. And this is when he realizes he left his home address in one of the boxes. <laughs> oh, believe me, it was addressed to him. All of I it. didn't. I was very careful not to put anything in there that was like recycled from Amazon boxes or anything like that. It was all completely untraceable stuff. I like being spending like two days looking at the stuff to make sure if there's any way it could be tracked back totally. to him. Totally. They're like, 100%. this is very strange. There's a lot of garbage that's not ours, but there is this Radio Hall of Fame plaque. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm asking you is, can I be forgiven for this or have I just signed my own ticket to hell? I will never forgive you for not Instagram living this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the real that, tragedy. That's the crime. That would be yeah, that's the magic. That's the crime here. Because yeah. why do something great right. if you don't share it with the that's kids? what I'm saying. You do it for the gram, man. That's right. Damn it. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your uh, 10-week-old son is only on milk at this point, Jensen? He, yes. Okay. Breast milk, yeah. So you're a uh, probably a year, year and a half away from him becoming a very picky eater and deciding what he will and won't eat. That is very common for children. Mm-hmm. You, usually they've grown out of it by the time they're 14, like this guy in the news. Yeah, I would, I would hope my, you know, I think when I was a kid I only ate cut up hot dogs and tater tots well you're pretty close to this guy (laughs) pretty close to this guy let's uh let's hear what happened to this young man shall we a 17 year old cannot be named he suffered irreparable sight loss after living on a diet of chips and crisps okay i'm sorry he's 17 now he was Mm -hmm. 14 when he went to the doctor the first time and they said oh you're you don't have a good diet you need some b12 now he's 17 okay gotcha and he's got irreversible eye damage no way Crazy. Worth it? Since leaving primary school, the teen had only been eating French fries, Pringles, and white bread. How is that? that uh, no. French fries, Pringles, and white bread. How is okay. that possible? How is that possible is a great question. And does he not have parents? Because I feel like that is a that would be a fight every night at the dinner table yeah, of that course. you would have to win. Yeah. Because you can't let your kid eat like that. I mean, has he never had a vegetable? I mean, it says that he was a, quote, fussy eater, mm-hmm. and that's all we'd have. And it was basically the texture of it that drove him crazy. Right. Wow. By the way, this is a thing that people have. I mean, there, there, it's one thing to be a fussy eater. A kid will only eat what he likes. It's another thing. There's some sort of, I don't want to say, a, I mean, I, I guess it's a, it's a mental thing that happens. With There are some people who feel like they can only eat certain foods, and, and anything else makes them sick or grosses them out. I mean, Pringles are pretty good. So are French fries. Yeah. 
as well as the occasional slice of ham or a sausage. Occasionally he'd have a slice of ham. She said it like that was the healthy part. <laughs> right. Occasionally he'd have a vegetable. <laughs> That's the tone you use. Tess revealed that he had a severe vitamin deficiencies and malnutrition damages. So he'd been to see his GP when he was, when he was 14 because he was feeling tired and unwell. That's funny that he went to the doctor and he's like, dude, I just, I don't have any energy. I wonder why. I it's eat just... ham every once in a while. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And, and basically, I mean, now he's blind and, and partially deaf as well. Oh, what? Blind and partially deaf as well. Dude. Oh, man. And basically, he had what's called nutritional optic atrophy. Yeah. This is caused by severe malnutrition. Uh, the sort of condition you only see in Africa and underdeveloped countries. Right. So probably the first case in the UK. Well, we, um, the, the, the doctor who treated him at hospital, uh, Dr. Denise uh, Assan, said uh, that his diet was essentially a portion of chips from the local fish and chip shop every day. And as, as Holly said, he was snacking as well. We've actually uh, got uh, the doctor who saw him on, uh, on oh. FaceTime now. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the doctor that saw him the second time when he was seventeen and okay. realized that he could barely see. Didn't the kid? This is he a, had to start losing his eyesight when it, he was 15, 16. This sounds like abuse. If he was buying chips or whatever at the local place, someone was giving him money, and then they weren't watching what he was eating at home. I don't this understand is it terrible. either. Terrible. Yeah. Have you ever heard of? Hey, I'm going to the fish and chips uh, for an order. Hold the fish. No, <laughs> no. But every day. Yeah. Every yeah. single right. day. Right, no. Um, so, uh, Dr. Atan, uh, thank you very much indeed for, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, good morning. Can you, can you, how did, how did this happen? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. How did it happen? Um, well, I think when the boy initially presented to his GP with tiredness, um, he was 14 and he'd been following this diet for at least three or four years. So that in itself is an indication of how long it takes to deplete your normal vitamin stores. Um, and at that stage, he was found to be deficient in vitamin B12. Okay, so B12 when he was 14, but he started when he was like 10. Yeah. Mm. And so they treat him for B12 and he leaves. And really, that should have been a red flag um, to signify you know, if someone's following a poor diet, has a deficiency in that, at least one vitamin because of their poor diet, they're very likely to be deficient in other vitamins as well. Um, and there are uh, there's a huge range of vitamins that are important for visual health. Can she say vitamins more? It's very disappointing. <laughs> um, I'm surprised no one's talking about his weight. They're not Great. at all question I, no and no one's talking it. about his parents yeah. yeah well that's the real question and uh, this particular case was likely to have had a problem with all of those so what happened in this case is he was treated for the vitamin b12 but not necessarily everything else in his diet and then he went on to develop visual problems hearing problems as you've heard how does he not at some point go i'm not i can't see yeah yeah, yeah. i can barely hear you, you mm. would think that for his own health, he would change his diet, whether he enjoyed it or not. He would realize that this was detrimental. It sounded to me, though, like the first doctor didn't do much either. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. You know, the first doctor, was I think, gave him a B12 shot. Yeah. Oh, then... you're tired? Here's a shot in your yeah. butt. Go away. Here See you. Go away. Have you tried um, any ham? What? <laughs> Have you tried any ham, sir? Yeah, mix in a sausage. <laughs> Every once in a while. Uh, By the way... Uh, uh, in this uh, this article uh, that we found on this guy, they talk about other cases that there were people who were, you know, 
that go beyond just being a fussy eater include one 28-year-old man whose diet consisted almost entirely of two liters of vodka per day. (laughs) That was his whole diet. Was just vodka, just living on vodka. Did you know, no matter, did you know that you could lose your sight by having a horrible diet? I would think you would have heart problems, you would have weight problems, you'd have every kind of issue. I didn't know you could lose your sight. I wouldn't go sight. That's crazy. Like top 20 things. I knew you you could go blind from like diabetes and stuff. Yes. That's from bad eating in a lot of cases or bad nutrition. But over the course of what? Like 30, 40 years? Yeah, not over seven years of tater tots. I was told by my mom that I would go blind when I was a teenager. Very different. That's a different thing. Very different. Okay. It didn't happen. His... um, B12 replacement actually had lapsed by the time we saw him when he was 17. Um, And at that stage, he had irreversible damage to his optic nerves. So even with vitamin supplements at that stage, the potential for recovery is much more limited. Irreversible. Mm. And vitamin. Right? Hey, Muggs, (laughs) quick quick question, dude. Um, Recently, I've been seeing your breakfasts. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to ask, like, when when you get like a tuna sandwich and uh, nacho cheese Doritos, what time of day is it? Usually the morning, like what, like seven, six a.m. Yeah, and that's all you eat for the day, I assume. Oh no, no, no! I've no. seen him eating like Sour Patch Kids at six a.m. or like. <laughs> I mean, is this maybe? Can are you, you see? listening at all? Or wait, where are you? Where are you, Jeff? Can you I'm see me? <laughs> I'm waving my. I'm over hands. here. Where are you? I'm over here. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. How about some Bean Makes Us Guess? Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Bean Makes Us Guess. Yes. I'm just saying, could we... But the intro is perfect. Fantastic. You guys, um... I think this is a fascinating list. Now, you know how much I love the Billboard charts. You know that I uh, I read them in my spare time for entertainment. I mean, when <laughs> I'm going to listen for... to like a top 40 from 1987. And he loves it. countdowns. Yes. I mean, I'll just I'll just pick up one of my many Billboard bo- reference books and I'll just start scrolling through to see songs I don't know from the 19, you know, from 1956. I just, I love the charts. <laughs> Ooh, wow. So it's very exciting that I'm able to bring you a Billboard album chart. Bean makes his guest today because the charts that go all the way back to the 1940s in one form or another have had a surprisingly few number of solo artists who have had a number one album on the Billboard Top 200 under the age of 18. So these are not just teenagers. These are not even legal, all right? Under 18, and you have the number one album in the country. There have only been 11 of them since the 1940s. Is that wow. a surprise to you guys? Wow. It so is. this is solo artists, okay? So this doesn't involve, you know, if you're a member of a band, you know, you're Donny Osmond or something like that. You know, the Osmonds have a number one album. That doesn't count. These are solo artists, okay? Okay. So that's the topic for Bean Makes This Guest right now. Uh, I'll tell you what. There's 11 on the list. We'll give you a point for any of them. Usually it's top 10. We'll give you a point for any of the 11 on the list, and most of them are artists that you know and love. So, Kevin, like we do, you get to go first. Uh, the Catch Me Outside Girl, Daniel <laughs> Brigoli. I uh, know. She went under the name Bad Baby with an H in each word. Good guess. Yes, she did. Uh, I, she I was 11? I don't believe she's released an album yet, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say. I think she's just been single so far, but that was a great right. first <laughs> guess. Uh, Beer Bug. 
The newly introspective Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, yes. He has. He had two number one albums before he was 18, one at age 16 and one at age 17. Well done. You were on the board with a point. Miss Ellen McKay. Lord. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, that's a great guess. What? That's a fantastic guess. What? I'm sorry, no. I hate this. That's not acceptable. What, I, can we go on? I you don't go, want to. You can go on. I'll uh, After this segment, let's do the research on that and find out if her album didn't make number one or if she was 18 when it did. Uh, Kevin. Uh, that little Walmart yodeling kid. Oh, <laughs> Mason Ramsey. Him. Yeah. Hate him. Hate him. Love him. Love him. Loved him the, the first worst. time. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm with Kevin. Uh, again, no album. No album yet. Well, come on. Just find an album. Fair much. Let's see. Did Michael Jackson, after the Jackson 5, was he 18 yet? Michael Jackson? Are you asking questions or are you giving me an answer for being mixed? Seems like both. Michael Jackson. Oh. Mm. I'm sorry, no. But a good guess, by the way. You know, he was a member of the Jackson 5. They had number one albums when he was very, very young. But no, not as a solo artist. Guys, hear that, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Billie Eilish. Yes, Billie Eilish is the most recent under 18er. She was 17 when her album hit number one this year. You are on the board with a point. It's, uh, is it one-to-one one right one now? One-to-one. So All right, Kevin. I'm about to you. get my first point. Okay. okay. Snooky. Mm. She did that song, wow. Young Mommy. Oh, Did she really? I think. I didn't God. know Snooky say. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. On, no uh, no Snookster here. All right, Muggs, your chance to take the lead. Your girl, T-Swizzle. No. No? <gasps> what? I'm wow. So, I'm so sorry. Come she did on. not have a number one album under the age of 18. Damn. Alan McKay. Uh, Ricky Nelson? Unbelievable that you would pull the hardest one on the list. Yes. (laughs) He was 17 years old. He was the first to do it. Yeah. He, of course, was part of a very, very popular uh, TV show. Uh, Kevin, you're up. Heidi Montag. Mm. From the Hills. Remember? She had that song? Spencer Pratt produced the video Mm -hmm. or whatever it was? Great song. I'm sorry. No. No. Good guess. All right, this, this is bogus. A, this yeah, turning into a little, a little tougher than I expected. There's some names on here you guys should know. Mugs, you're up next. What about? It's Britney, bitch. <gasps> Britney Spears yes. was 17 years old when she had her one and only number one album under 18. Yes, another point. Well done, Allie. Okay then. What about another Musketeer? Would another Musketeer be on the list? Questions or answers to. here, Allie? <laughs> uh, Christina Aguilera. No. Oh. She's a little bit older. A little nice. bit older. All right, let's go around one more time. Kevin, your final guess, please. Um, Hulk Hogan's daughter, Brooke. <laughs> ah, yeah. She was on that Hogan Knows Best show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had a song. Mm-hmm. You're trying. Called Hey Ya. You're trying, but I'm sorry. Again, no album, no number one. Muggs, your final guess. Was Sean Mendez 18 when he hit number one? You're not allowed to ask. Okay, Sean a- Mendez. Mm. He was 16 when he wow. hit number one. Congratulations, Beer Mug. Woo. Well done. What's the score right now, Alex? Uh, Muggs has three. I have two. All right, so here's your chance to tie it up. Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande is a great guess. Oh. I'm sorry, oh. no. If Bing says it's a great guess, it's, it's always a buzz. <laughs> Muggs is the winner, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. What? Well done, um, Muggs. Here we go. Number one, uh, well, these are just uh, in order, starting from the president going backwards. Billie Eilish was the most recent one to do it at 17. Sean Mendez at 16. Justin Bieber at 16 and 17. At number four on this list, Demi Lovato. Oh, Demi Lovato. 
Number course. five is one I really thought you would get. She had two number one albums, one at 14, one at age 15, and her name is Miley Cyrus. Oh, sure. Oh. Uh, number six on the list, two number one albums, age 15 and 17, Hilary Duff. Okay, what are you even yeah. saying what? now? Well, number happening? seven. I would have never guessed that. Number seven, Britney Spears. Number eight, Leanne Rimes. Two number one albums, oh, 14 and 50. Sure. Is she, what, is she country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pop, too. Pop. Okay. Uh, next on the list, Tiffany at <gasps> age 16. Oh! Oh, is Debbie Gibson on there, too? And then 13-year-old Stevie Wonder is next on the list, wow. followed by Ricky Nelson. Did so those, see that coming. Wow. Those are the 11 artists under the age of 18. Beer Mug is the winner. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Kevin, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it sounds like you've had thoughts. I mean, listen, how dare you, first of all, and second of all... <laughs> Here's my question. The police can't care about everything equally, right? If you're going Correct. if you're going 55 miles an hour and the speed limit is 55, let's say you go 59. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a certain leeway that they give you. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what the exact number is, but I would guess it's at least seven or eight for most officers, maybe even 10 for other officers. If we had anyone that is an officer listening, that would be great information to have at 1-800-520-1067. You don't have to tell us your name. But so how how many miles per hour over the speed limit can you go? I knew mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I talked to a highway patrolman and he said seven miles an hour was the magic number for the Phoenix area. Okay. I'm also going to say here. that I think it depends on where you are. I think if you're on the 101, it's different than if you're going through a school zone. Yeah, I agree. If it's a 25-mile-an-hour school zone and the kids are coming out and yeah, you're going 34, I think you might get nailed. All right. Here, so here's my real question. So you're going to merge on the freeway, mm-hmm. and there's that little red light that says one car per light. Sure. Mm-hmm. And everybody sits there and backs up. Drives me crazy. So I glance up, and I see if the traffic is moving, and if it is, I just run it. So you don't okay, follow hold on a the one per if it... No. If, Let me make sure I understand here. You It drives you crazy that people stop at a red light? <laughs> if they don't need to. Uh, on to merge onto the freeway. Mm-hmm. I, understand well, no, if but, it's, I understand if it's um, if it's busy and no one's moving, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, parse it out a little bit. But if it's moving and it's moving perfectly well, I don't think they're really <laughs> taking into account like every little situation they can't i hate to ask this question but is somebody performing dental surgery in the room yes, with you yes, yes. I, yes. I, I no i have a terrible uh cavity that they have there's a fill. lot of drilling going on right now at k-rock it's literally the sound space and they've been drilling and hammering for two months now. they don't do it during the show though drive oh that's what I we have been told yeah because i feel like i'm hearing it on the air right now Yeah, you are okay so what you're saying kevin is although the intention of that light is to ease merging traffic onto the freeway yes if the freeway is already zipping there's no need for it. It should it should be essentially ignored at that time because people can merge without it being a problem. Right. I'm saying I understand the spirit of it. I understand mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. Yeah, but, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. but there's nobody there like 24-7 watching the traffic to change it to what it needs to be. It's just, gotcha. Gotcha. Damn Kevin. just a generic this, setting this across is the kind board. Of the, this is kind of the equivalent of lights that should be flashing in yes. the overnight because there's never cars coming the other direction. Oh, drive me so crazy. You're thinking like flow of traffic. That's yes. what you should be I mean, I regulating. I understand the the thought behind it. Mm-hmm. However, if the if the freeway's moving, 
I'm just going to keep going. You actually and said... And you never get a ticket. I understand right? the spirit of it. I do. <laughs> I understand said. what they're trying to accomplish. <laughs> right. Which is to figure out a way to merge traffic mm-hmm. into a freeway that's not moving very quickly. Uh-huh. But you would be comfortable with individual drivers making that decision mm. on their own. No, I'm comfortable with me making that ah. decision. Kevin, you're such a disease. On my own. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know my motto is, what if everybody did it? I know, and that's a ridiculous motto because it never, ever, ever will happen. Mm-hmm. So what if everybody did I'm it? I'm going to say ridiculous. that even if, even if the police, and we're going to go to an officer here in a second, even if the police... We're rapidly against your plan. There's no place for a police car to sit and watch you Correct. emerge onto the freeway. I don't think that they, they physically could see you do it. I mean, that's part of my argument. I thought. <laughs> what about remember? Uh, remember when you took your driver's license and the people in the crosswalk have to be all the all way the across way. and they have to set foot on the sidewalk before you turn? I remember that. One. If it's busy, f that. Oh, you, just like as soon as they pass your car, you're No, up. as soon as they get to the other oncoming traffic, so they're halfway across, mm-hmm. and there's six cars behind me, go. I suspect you would do that even if there weren't six cars behind you, just so you could go. Maybe, but it's, yeah. it is a, there is a lot going on with traffic where people just don't get out of the way. And if you're going to wait for that guy to get to the other side, and because of that, only three cars turn right instead of seven. Especially if he's an old. Exactly. That's my yeah. point. All right, let's take a uh, let's take a couple of calls from police officers. And by the way, Jensen, I do want to get to your your tinted windows because I think that is a, a fascinating question in Southern California as yeah. well. Uh, why don't we start with uh, well, let's start with uh, Deputy Chris, please. He's on line two. He'll get us going here. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six. And we're trying to determine which traffic laws are can we discard and not have to worry not about discard, but 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 violate smartly. Uh, okay. Well said. Yeah. Not Chris, no, I mean, no, I yeah. mean, I look at the traffic. If it stopped, I well wait because right. there's no reason even to rush through it. Right. Deputy, because... you've been listening to the conversation. Please weigh in, sir. Yes. Um. There's no particular mileage over. If it's a mile over, two miles over, it's a set speed limit. So. Right. I understand that. A... I understand technically that's true, but but you, you would I... never pull somebody over for going 56 and a 55. You wouldn't waste your time. No, but it all depends. It all comes down to attitude when you get pulled over. No, but I'm saying you wouldn't even pull me over if I was going 57 and a 55. 56? If, if I really wanted to, if I really had yeah, to, I, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I understand that technically you're right. <laughs> uh, I could, I'm sort of wondering how Kevin has problems with cops. No, I'm saying <laughs> technically I do understand the law. If you go 56, it's speeding. I'm saying in practical absolutely. use, you don't get pulled practical, over. When, no, it's... What's, no, what's your what's your all right? What's your unofficial um, spirit of the law buffer, though, Chris? I mean, seven spirit miles over, nine miles no, over, ten. what? Ten. 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 Okay, ten. that's the answer we were looking for. Unless you're oh. erratically driving, and then he'll pull you yeah, over I mean, for 55. Of course, of course you need yeah. to be safe <laughs> with the traffic that's there. Of course, that makes yeah. sense. Very good. Thank you so much. Ten. All right. I mean, Deputy Chris, he gets the spirit of it. We can but speed. He Ten. That's what I heard. Let's go to Mike. That's I all I heard. the spirit of why I'm getting a ticket. Um, <laughs> Let's go to Mike on line four. It's unclear from the screening whether he is a police officer or not, but I think he wants to weigh in on the merging with the red light. Hey, Mike. Okay, hey, yeah, I, I am a police officer. Okay, great. Uh, in this uh, big city of L.A. Hey, what have you mentioned that? How are they going to catch you if you run that red light? Because there's no place to sit. Yes, well, being in fact... There is a red light on the back side of that red light where they sit down the freeway, maybe 15 yards, and they can see 
when that red light changes and when you go through that red light, that's how you get the ticket for running that red light. But again, technically, I understand you're right and that's the law. But do you do that as a practical use? I don't do it because I'm not the CHP. That's the CHP job. They don't but do it either, though. The, ne- the next time you decide to run that red light, look in your mirror, rear view mirror and you will see that red light behind you where it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be facing that direction. Sure, it's in that direction it. so that... He's it. saying it's a trap. So you want me to turn around and look when I'm going forward into oh, the... Oh, you can look <laughs> in the rearview mirror, Dunkeldorf. Just, just, like, just like the movie Star Wars, it's a trap. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Um, has anyone ever gotten a ticket for not stopping for that red... I know you're not CHP, but do you know? Has anyone ever been cited for that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they, they wouldn't have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair you enough. Know, it's, it's, it's just more revenue for the state of California. That's it. Gotcha. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. All right. What about tinted windows, Jensen? You asked that question. Do you know anything about this? Because obviously it's illegal depending on how tinted they are, but you see them all the time on the freeway. Yeah, there's a certain uh, degree in which you're allowed to tint. You're not allowed to tint the front window. You're not allowed to tint the back window. You're allowed to basically tint the sides to a certain... But I think even the driver's side has to be a little bit less than the back seat. Sure. Everything has like a certain number, but I, I, I know it's a fix it ticket, but I also think like Everyone in LA has an extra tinted window. So are you so really, pulling, really care? Are you pulling people over for tinted windows in 2019? I think I would they love to pull you over for something else and then they write the fix a ticket on top of That's that. That's very possible, yeah. yeah. Maybe as a it, secondary is, thing. Is the is the intent of that law what? Well, you're, to see, it's supposed to, to see what? To well, make sure there's not a kid driving? I mean, what can they possibly need to see in a car for? Or yeah. a dog. Uh, you know, you, you, cops don't want to not be able to see inside. You know, if they pull over a car, they want to be able to know the whole situation walking up. Uh, or if they pull up alongside someone. So maybe know. it's for an officer's safety in the event that they have pulled over a car. They want to make sure there's not a guy with a machine gun in the back seat. Yeah. Or but there's... I mean, the same thing does happen. Occasionally, somebody will get pulled over for speeding. He'll also give them a ticket for the windows, a fix-it mm-hmm. ticket. They fix it, and then they just put the tent right back on. Yeah, that does right. happen. Also, exactly. the front license plate's a big one here in L.A. You know, I know that Dave... It's the law now, King right? Mexico didn't even Kevin, you've gotten a ticket law. for that, right? I have, but that's at LAX, mm-hmm. and I parked, like... On purpose, my front bumper was right against the post, just so that. And there's somebody just wanders around and just Looks they make money ticket. on it. Yeah, they just yeah. make money on it. That's all right. It's so not I really about safety. It's just money. The takeaway here is just make up your own rules. That's just what we're saying. Do what you want. Anarchy. <laughs> okay. Let's. Um, I understand the spirit, the spirit officer, of anarchy. <laughs> when you keep hitting me with that baton, I understand your spirit. But my windows, they're not that tinted. <laughs> I want to thank the uh, law enforcement uh, personnel for listening and for calling. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Guys, it's been nine years since the band Tool played in Los Angeles. They played at the uh, the Nokia Theater, which was the uh, Microsoft Theater back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming back with two big nights at Staples Center, October 20th or 21st. And we are giving away tickets two times on today's show. This is the first, and the game is called Actin' a Tool. Hey, everybody, you want to go see Tool? Yeah! We'll rap a tool song and he'll do it just for you. Whoa! But make sure you get it right, cause if not, you'll be blue. Ah! Acting a tool, acting a tool. Come on, get it right, go see tool. Hey kids, tool is fun! 
<laughs> I get it. That's a very peppy for a Tool game. Jensen, is this mm-hmm. true what Omar says? You're going to be rapping the lyrics from Tool songs? That's right. I will take Tool lyrics from some of their top songs and rap over a beat doing it. I'm warning you in advance. They don't rhyme a lot mm-hmm. uh, okay. as a band. Okay. Something to keep in mind. All right, so all you have to do is identify the song. What Tool song is Jensen rapping? And if you're right, you go into the drawing. Somebody wins tickets to see the band at Staples Center. Kevin, who's our first contestant, please? Uh, Gabe and Laguna Niguel. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, uh, let's drop the beat. Cause I watch him tumble down No fault, none to blame It doesn't matter, don't desire to Point the finger, blame the other Watch the temple topple over Bring the pieces back together Rediscover communication Poetry that comes from squaring off between And circling is worth it Finding beauty in dissonance Ooh. What song is wow. that? Right I lyrics buy, I would buy that, by the way That sounded good I mean, it sounds like Linkin Park, guys <laughs> <That's what laughs> yeah, yes. Alright, Gabe, you know your tool well, What is it? Jeez, I'm gonna go with the guest Stinkfist no. I'm sorry. No, that was schism. I mean, that was probably the easiest one. So. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> so good luck, oh, everybody. No. Nicole and Montebello, good morning. Good morning. All right, good luck, Nicole. Thanks. Who are you to wave your finger? You must have been out of your head. I hold deep in muddy waters. You practically raise the dead, rob the grave to snow the cradle, burn down the evidence, soapbox the house of cards and glass, so don't go tossing stones around. You must have been high. You must have been high. That's uh, that's tough. Jensen sings the hits, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what's the name of that song? Oh, my gosh. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. So, same with um, me. <laughs> Vicar- Vicaria? No. no, that was the pot. Who are you to wave your finger? It doesn't sound exactly the same. As sounds well. similar. Sounds similar. It's a great song, though. Let's All go right. to Mike in Hermosa Beach. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Welcome right. to the new hardest game in the world. <laughs> now, Mike, uh, you heard the first two contestants. Would you have gotten either Schism or the pot? I had the pot. All right. Okay. Good, good to All hear. Right. Well, All right. Here good, we go. Good luck. Here's Jensen. There's a shadow just behind me, shrouding every step I take, making every promise empty, pointing every finger at me, waiting like a stalking butler. Who upon the finger rests? Murder now the pattern. Must we just because the sun has come? All right. 46 and 2? No, that oh. was sober. 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 He shouldn't have had the pot. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hardest game in the world, you guys. Wow. Let's go to Chris in Long Beach. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. All we need is one, Chris. Here we go. Yeah. Come on, Chris. No, wait, are we in sudden death or are we not in sudden no, death? No, I mean, just dude, okay. one person's got to get it. You All know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Here we go. I choose to live and to grow, taking, giving, to move, learning, loving, to cry, killing, dying, to be, paranoid, and to lie, hating, to fear, and to do what it takes to move through. I choose to live and to lie, killing, giving, to die, learning, loving, to do what it takes to step through. All right, name of that uh, tool song. 46 and 2? Hey! Yes! Hey! Oh, my God, <laughs> well, you're one step closer. You're one step yeah, closer. You're in the drawing. If no drum. one else gets it, you will win. All right. Very excited. All right. All right. This is cool. Yeah. We've uh, taken a, a sudden upturn. Jeff in Garden Grove. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jeff. Here comes the flow. All right. I can help you change. Tired moments into pleasure. Say the word and we'll be well upon our way. Blend and balance pain and comfort deep within you till you will not want me any other way. All right. Oh, my gosh. Jensen, you mumble. I'm not mumbling. <laughs> Jensen's mumbling not the problem here, sir. How dare you? Take a guess, guess if you don't Take know, Jeff. 
the fifth. Say it again. One more time. The fifth. Mm. I mean, no. I don't think so. It's stink fist. It's stink fist. Yeah. He said we the, did, right? He, yeah, he said the. the. We, did, we gave him yeah. two chances. We did that need was the Allie's act, nickname uh, in high school. Exact title. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, we only have time for one more contestant, you guys. If this person doesn't get it, then I think uh, Chris, Chris is, is going to win. All right. Yeah. Edgar in Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning, party people. All right. Here we go. Forfeit all control. You poison you spectacle. Exercise the spectacle. Exercise morality. Exercise desperate poison for eternity. Purge me and evacuate the venom and the fear that binds me. It's a difficult one. It all right? starts now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Edgar. What you got? Um, wow, that was a really difficult one. Uh, I'm going to have to take a guess on that one. It's going to have to be... We're going to need an answer. Oh, uh, uh, no, you guys are this because I'm the patient? No, it was fear and Congratulations. Wow. All right, Woo. congratulations then, Chris. Now you can scream for real and mean it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is insane. <laughs> you got the tickets. Congratulations. Staples Center on either October 20th or 21st. By the way, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. for all Tool fans, but you don't have to worry about that. We appreciate you listening. Jensen, fantastic mm-hmm. job. Great to have you here on Thank The Baker Boys. This has been <laughs> Acting a Tool. Acting a Tool. Acting a Tool. It's Kevin and Pete. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen, we tried to talk the management here out of giving this as one prize. Yeah. Yes. Too, much. Too, much. Too, much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Here's the deal. Um, Hot Topic has been our partner again this summer for the brand new limited edition K-Rock sticker, this time featuring Billie Eilish, who's probably the artist of the year here at K-Rock. So we have been encouraging you for the past few weeks to go into any Southern California Hot Topic location and pick up your free sticker, and then you are entered for your chance to win. Now, we're about to do the giveaway. We're going to beer mug in a second on the an intimate show with Billie Eilish for you and 20 friends, and a meet and greet with Billie for you and a friend. Okay, that's enough. Good prize. And that's all. That's a really good prize. Because that's great. Mm-hmm. And a new car. What? Come on. A 2019 Honda Fit that I think Muggs is driving this morning to the winner's house. We don't know anything more about who the winner is, but let's go to Beer Mug on the street right now. Hey, Muggs. Good morning, you guys. Hey, Muggs. Where are you at? I am ready to give away this car and this private performance, and we're 100 yards away from making dreams come true. <laughs> you measured it? <laughs> he probably thought about that the whole time he was driving down that's there. His, that's his line. He has to whisper up the each big delivery. step. One, two, three, four. <laughs> what, um, what part of town are you in? East Lowe's. Oh, nice. very nice. All right. Okay. And uh, do we have a winner's name yet, or are we going to find out after you've knocked on his or her door? Let's find out afterwards. Let's go do that. All yeah. right. I'm okay. in, I'm currently in the the this winner's brand new car and I'm rolling up. 
Wow, they didn't say it was going to be used. Oh, no. They put mugs <laughs> in the car? Oh, this man. is going to end in a real Kevin Hart way. <laughs> I'm afraid of that, too. <laughs> Hold on. I got it. There's a trash can. There's a trash can in the middle of the street. Let me... Uh, oh, this has got good turning radius. Look at that. I avoided the trash can right away. Hey, Don't, great play-by-play. Don't let mugs drive the car. <laughs> All right. So we are about to pull up. Are you by yourself, Mugs? I am with helpful Honda person Morgan. She's uh, my passenger right now. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so seamless that you were able to tie in the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I pulled up to the winner's house. All right. Okay. Should I knock or use the bullhorn? Bull, bullhorn first. Oh, bullhorn. Absolutely. Yeah. Bullhorn. Uh, yeah. uh, we got the place surrounded. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah. Savannah, are you home? Ooh, Savannah. Savannah. Mm, great name. What would you guys do if you heard a bullhorn shouting you? Savannah, what if I were to tell you Kevin and Dean were on the phone and they have something very important to tell you? You guys. All right, here you go. Here she is, you guys. Savannah. Hello? Savannah. Yes? Hey, it's Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> we're with you and your boyfriend, and we're going to send a roses to somebody. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's a different, nope, different, that's show. A different oh, show. That's different a whole different show. thing. This is, this is Kevin and Bean, and, and we have some very, very good news for you, Savannah. You're our grand prize winner, which means you get access to an intimate show with Billie Eilish for you and 20 friends. <laughs> and then, And then, even better, you get a meet and greet with Billie Eilish for you and one friend. And you got a brand new 2019 Honda Fit. Is she dead? Is she, oh, did she pass out? She's literally crying, you guys. Well, just make sure no one in the house is calling the police. <laughs> That's our goal whenever K Rock shows Mugs. up at someone's house is to make sure we don't leave till someone's literally crying. <laughs> yeah, Mugs, tell her she's a wuss. <laughs> tell her to tough it up. Tell her to stop being such a snowflake. She's literally speechless right now, you guys. Put her back on the phone. Here she is. Hey, guys. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, that's okay, it's Savannah. Okay. It's Look, this, is very, this is very exciting. Uh, what's your car situation like, or what was your car situation like before Beer Mug showed up? Uh, I do have a car. I have a, um, a little Volkswagen, um, but it's, you know, it doesn't even have AC. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have AC. Oh, I want you to drive just, that car into the ocean. Ridiculous. That's what I want. Exactly. Crash it. You got a brand new 2019 Honda Fit. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like gonna have a mental breakdown right now <laughs> and we're sorry about beer mug coming to your house do you have, now you're gonna want to move do you even have do you have 20 friends that you're ready to bring to see billy eilish yeah hell yeah because we can <laughs> find we can find you a lot of friends now sure you're very popular savannah congratulations you are the grand prize winner thank you to our helpful socal honda dealers and the random acts of helpfulness you have won the car you've won the billy you're an awesome american congratulations and thank you for listening to k-rock Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, Savannah. Congrats. It's Kevin and B. K-U Rock K-R-O-Q. By the way, not to uh, get ahead of ourselves because we still have a lot of show to go today, but tomorrow on the program, Thursday means get up on this. Also, Dr. Drew Pinsky's going to be joining us. Steve Aoki makes his return to the Kevin and Bean show tomorrow. We love Steve. And it's NFL time, you guys. R.J. Bell from Las Vegas. Oh. Finally. With his picks for NFL week number one. All of that tomorrow right here on K-Rock. Allie's here now. Type for what's happening on a Wednesday. Guys, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. G- getting bigger. Okay. Uh, maybe a little weirder. Good. I like it. I like weird. Um, We've got Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. Viola Davis, Jai Courtney, Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba, Taika Waititi just announced, uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. All right. 
real, real Amazing. good, you yeah. guys. Uh, we don't need any more. Right. However, he's now eyeing a pair of Pete's. I'm sorry? A pair of Pete's. Pete and Pete? I love that show. Pete and Pete. Uh, former Doctor Who star, Peter Capaldi. Okay. Okay. I mean, first of all, hello. Doctor Who. Right. He comes with a built-in fan base. That would be huge. The other Pete? Davidson? Pete Davidson. Hey, come uh, on. What? Yeah. Good, good Pete pick. Davidson. No, I was joking. No, it is Pete Davidson. What? Yeah. 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 Not much is I known. Who would be not good in this? Yep. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Wow. Is he an actor? Forgive me for asking. I mean, we saw him in that Motley Crue movie. And he had a movie at the fest, uh, in film festivals this year that people seemed to like. They said he was really good in it. And then he's in an upcoming Judd Apatow movie. So the answer sounds to me like yes. Yeah. He okay. is, by definition, an actor. Because he's certainly not a sketch comedian, I'll tell you that. Well, his uh, plan for part is said to be a smaller cameo appearance, which hopefully it'll literally just be a cameo. Like just someone looking at their in the phone. Background. Or someone looking at their phone. They're like, hey, I got a cameo from Pete Davidson. He's like, <laughs> he's like, this is for the Joker. I heard that you have a birthday coming up, and I just want to say happy birthday from Pete Davidson. Uh, and I, I heard you love SNL. And that your mom takes you to soccer every week. So have a good time. <laughs> so it's just weird, though. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, really. It's not realistic. It's just not realistic. Well, it, it is realistic. Um, but, okay, sir. Remember when news broke that Robert Pattinson had been cast as Batman? People yes. were, by and large, really <laughs> happy Elizabeth. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actor told Variety that he was furious and was worried that the rumor mill had blown his deal. He said when the thing leaked, quote, I was effing furious. Everyone was so upset. Everyone was panicking from my team. I sort of thought we had blown the whole thing. I was like, oh, F, does that screw me? Because there's no, they're so intent on secrecy. How terrifying for someone to think that you, someone on your team might have leaked this, or even if they didn't, that's who they're going to think leaked it. Somebody at, you know, Warner Brothers. So he thought he might get fired because it was announced before it was supposed to be. That's interesting. Yeah, he said he even took to Google to see if there were rumors of the studio backing down. Can you imagine wow. Robert Pattinson is like Googling himself, trying to figure out What's happening if, with my career? if he was going to be fired. <laughs> that's just, that's unheard of. By the way, um, we made a lot of fun of the Twilight movies back in the day, having never seen any of them. Mm-hmm. But Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart both turn out to be excellent actors. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Cool. I'm just saying they were in mm-hmm. apparently what were terrible movies, but it wasn't their fault. They're good. Uh, Pattinson also opened up about an unexpected theme throughout his film career. Can I say that word? Um, um, well, it depends. Depends what, on what. I keep. He's doing hand motions. I keep. Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, I keep masturbating. In the last three or four movies, I've got a masturbation scene. I did it in High Life. I did it in Damsel and the Devil all the time. I only realized the fourth time. So I don't know if he's saying Batman will that have would be, that, but that, that would be, would be really very weird. shocking. That's a lot of masturbation. I guess so. <laughs> if I you mean, think that I'm going to masturbate after this tonight, you're right. <laughs> 
I mean, that's quite quite a theme throughout these movies. Fat, juicy pickles. All right. Yeah, I'd rather die. Okay. Speaking of rather die, Kevin is part yes. of a flurry of oh, promotions celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Friends premiere. Yay! 30 replicas of that iconic orange couch. Because that was scene. the star of that show. I mean, it what was the, F? the star of Central Perk Coffeehouse and the show's original opening credits. It's going to be on tour. <laughs> Locations around the world. Grand Canyon, Empire State Building, Stonehenge, the Eiffel Tower. Kevin Ryder's house. happening? That's ridiculous. If you had offered me a million dollars, I could not have told you the color of the couch in well, the coffee yeah. shop on Friends. Yeah. It's, that's it's the orange. kind of thing that is so absurd to yes. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the show wasn't that great, let alone the freaking couch that's He's going on tour. Up. So you're I not going to... give me Marcel or give me nothing. Why does Kevin hate... Friends! <laughs> A couch, for God's sake. I mean, that lady knows. So you're not going to go to any of those locations? Mm, I am not, no. How do we get the friend's couch to be on the sidewalk in front of Kevin's house? How do we, how do we get this? So I can light it on fire? By the way, you think it's really the friend's couch, honestly? No, it's no. replicas. Well, no, if there's Come six on. of them, there's it's definitely no, not the friend's know. couch. There's 30. I stopped tuning out when she said friends. 30 replicas. I understand. Okay. I would have, too. Uh, some birthdays for you guys. We've got Mark Ronson, James Bay, Kyle Mooney, Max Greenfield, Whitney Cummings, Damon Wayans, Beyonce Knowles, and we love him so very much, Dr. Drew. Kiss my f- ass. I mean, that's a response. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Savannah Rodarte from East Los Angeles was the grand prize winner this morning of the Hot Topic Billie Eilish Prize. She got herself that private concert with her and 20 friends, the meet and greet with Billie, and the brand new 2019 Honda Fit, thanks to our helpful Honda dealers. Uh, Beer Mug's on his way back from that, but it sounded like sh- she was surprised and thrilled. Yep. How could you not be, right? Agreed. So she well said done. her car didn't have air conditioning. Can you yeah. imagine? Well done, Savannah. That's awesome. All right, we're going to shine a, a light on something that uh, I feel like this is a little bit dangerous to talk about what goes inside <laughs> Burning Man because isn't kind of the ethos or ethos of Burning Man that you don't photograph stuff? Oh, like not really. Mm-mm. No, I think that no, is it. You're yeah. not supposed to post on social media. You're supposed to disconnect for the week. Yeah, they, they, they encourage there are a lot you. Of people who, okay, I was just going to say, there are a lot of people who then do videotape and do a whole recap of mm-hmm. the thing. So Yeah, Burning Man encourages their 80,000 visitors every year out in the middle of the Nevada desert to put their phones away and to be in the moment. But that's not what happened this year. <laughs> because <laughs> DJ Flume, who is a very popular DJ from Australia, uh, was the subject of a photograph. Video. Kevin, why don't, why don't you describe uh, what was going on? In the, I haven't seen that. Mm. Oh. In DJ Flume? You liar. I haven't seen that. Well, Allie? it's a video. Um, it has since been deleted. But mm-hmm. when I saw him trending on uh, on Twitter the other day, I was like, oh, what's happening? Click. Oh, God. Um, there was uh, somebody at one of his DJ sets that had a like whiteboard, and they would just write all different things on the whiteboard, right. kind of to heckle the DJs. And somebody had written, "Does DJ Flume even eat?" Uh, and then the posterior mm-hmm. uh, region. Um, so he decided uh, that he would um, invited his lady friend up and show that he does indeed eat posterior. 
Uh, and it was a video, and his, I put in quotes because no one's really sure if it's his girlfriend or not. Um, <laughs> she posted the video on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it immediately went viral. She has since deleted. Um, it's no longer there, but you can find it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you can find that video of the posterior uh, snacking. What if I lick <laughs> my dog's butt? Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot. You guys. Okay, so... So that got out, okay. Mm-hmm. What hasn't gotten out at Burning Man? Butthole was in your armpit. What I mean, hasn't there's a, gotten out. I mean, if there's a tremendous amount of stuff that goes on there that just has to do with drugs and sex, a tremendous sure. amount. Now there's, it's supposed it's supposed to be a, a music and an art and a, less music, more art and drugs. Okay, Kevin, you've been to Burning Man. Yes. What do you remember about it? I remember pulling Besides up the drive home. <laughs> I remember pulling up in my rental car. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for the whole week. Those people are crazy because it's 165 degrees during the week. And no showers. No showers, right. So uh, I went for the final day where they do the burning of the man and everything mm-hmm. else. And I got mm-hmm. there and I pulled in and I put it in park and I looked to my left and I saw a 100-year-old scrotum. There was an old, old dude. <laughs> oh. Father Time was walking right by my oh, car. no. And, and that's time- how you knew you were where you were meant to be. <laughs> time has not been good to his balls. Uh huh. And well, I was like, I don't think okay, anyone, any hundred year old scrot looks good. By the way, I don't care who you are. I'll, I'll go a step further. No scrot looks good. Period. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So you knew you were home. You felt like you found your place in the world. It was. It was the weirdest, wildest thing I've yeah. ever been to by far. I'm just. I'm so fascinated. I feel like this is a black hole of information. I know you say that some people put recaps, but I mean, there's eighty thousand people, which is the size of a good sized city, over nine days. Yeah, over nine days with how much law enforcement? I don't know, but I get I the mean, impression none. that o- mm-hmm. almost anything goes right. Yeah, anything it, yeah. does go. It's gathering of the juggalos for rich people. Like, why do we never hear about more crazy stuff that goes down? All right, I'll tell you one thing that I saw. Great. The night of Burning Man, they light the thing on fire, Mm -hmm. and there was a line of five, six, I'm not positive, girls that were on their knees. Praying. (laughs) Praying. Mm -hmm. And just oral for anyone that walked up. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's what happened. Now, I'm pretty sure they didn't want pictures of that out, I, I assume. Yeah. Burning Man is insane. It's 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 a lot, yeah. And there's a lot of nudity. Mm -hmm. And I took off my clothes once. (gasps) (gasps) I mean, you gotta. But you fit right in. No one even looks at you. No one even looks at you. People look at you if you have clothes on. (laughs) Right. Fit right right in. I see what you did. We always talk about whether (laughs) this is going to be the phone topic that we can't get someone to talk to us about. I hope that's not the case. You've never met anyone that's been to Burning Man. That's all they talk about. That's all they want to talk about. It's like meeting someone on a keto diet or whatever. (laughs) They won't stop talking about it. It's so much drugs and so much sex. But we're not in the community, though, as I'm saying. Are they willing to talk to us outsiders on the radio? They will talk to anybody about Burning Man at any time. Okay. All right. We're going to find out. one 800 520 We want to know what crazy stuff you've seen at Burning Man. Because I guess it just ended this within the last couple of it's days, labor. right? Yeah, usually so it's, labor. Bur- it's Burning Man uh, season. So 1-800-520-1067. What did you see at Burning Man? Jensen, did you say that there was a guy who was completely engulfed 
in on fire one year? Yeah, two years ago, a guy passed away. He just ran into the man burning, the huge oh my effigy God. at the end of the festival. Wow. He was uh, on fire. He was naked. He just ran into it, and that was the no, end of his life. Like drugs. I would, I would hope Heavy so. Heavy drugs. And there were people circling the burning man, just offering any type of, anybody need anything? Yeah, and he just ran Heroin, right through. Heroin, cocaine, what do you need? Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. So people he are expected to uh, pack whatever they need. You cannot buy anything on site no, except for ice and coffee. You trade. You trade goods. So you that. have. To, so in other words, if you want a meal, if you didn't bring it, you have to barter with somebody yes. essentially to get a to get a hamburger. What do you have that they want? Mm. That's how you get. <laughs> I think we. No one. I think we learned that. that? No one could see that line of people on stories. Yeah, Uh, those were very hungry girls. All right, (laughs) Black uh, Black Rock City. We want to hear. They weren't hungry. We want to hear. All right, with that, we want to hear from you. One eight hundred five two zero one zero. Hey, beer bugs back. One zero six seven. We want to take your calls to what you've seen at Birdie Man next on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. All right, we're talking about Burning Man, things that you can say on the radio, and we're asking for calls, 1-800-520-1067. It's going to limit a lot of things that people have seen at Burning Man, <laughs> by the way, but let's go to our new friend, Kalindi. She is calling us from Los Angeles, line two, please. Kalindi, thank you for listening, for calling in, for holding on. What have you seen at Burning Man? Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, thank great. you. Wait. It, it, it's going great. Can, <laughs> can you hear us, and what have you seen at Burning Man? Oh, yes. I've seen a lot. I've been three years. It is the most magical place you'll ever go to. It's like you're, um, it's like you're a child again. You get to play. You get to just be completely childlike. And that includes being playful as an adult. So one of the camps I saw that, um, it was my second year that I was there, um, <laughs> I thought it was more funny than anything, but they had, it was an entire camp for pleasure mm-hmm. of the female kind. Um, one particular thing that I thought was really interesting was a giant mechanical bowl type shape thing where mm-hmm. four or five girls could sit on, and it had different vibration settings that other people people could control. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's interested. <laughs> like a big Sibian machine then. Like, if you know what that is, <laughs> Google it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you saw the Howard Stern's movie, but where, you know, the woman was sitting yeah, on sure. the base. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know. And, um, How yeah, was it? I mean, I definitely saw women enjoy themselves quite fully. So. How did it feel? <laughs> How, yeah, how was the ride? Um, I'm going to tell you that that's not something that I partook in. I see. I okay. enjoyed the show. She said she's <laughs> going to tell us that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. reading between the lines here. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. We understand. All right. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. Let's try. Uh... And if she could like, email back like that specific camp, like where it's located <laughs> and if it's there every year, I'd be Let's say in uh, Los Angeles line three, let's say hi to Zalima up next on K-Rock talking Burning Man. Zalima, thank you for uh, calling. What's going on? Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, yes, well, I've been up in Burning Man since 2013, and for me, it has been, you know, an amazing experience. Uh, the past years have been more family-oriented for me because we have taken our child, and she's been having a blast. We actually built up, um, took her crib with us, and we put some wheels on it, put a lot of LEDs, and my husband was... Uh, using his bike to pull it up. So we made a little, like, car for her. Uh, There was a lot of uh, different games and different art uh, installations. 
different workshops. Also in our camp, we were, um, we call it communities. So what mm. you do in there, it's uh, everybody helps out to do an activity for the whole camp, like cooking. But is it, like, is uh, it, are, are there certain camps that you have to keep your kid away from? Because it sounds like, you know, between Vibrating Bull Camp uh, and a couple of the others, like, are there certain places you, you want to keep your kid away from? Well, not actually, yes. Actually, there's camps where there's no children, mm-hmm. you know, not allowed because the whole burning man is about community, about families. Mm-hmm. So there's actually an area for kids where kids can go to play and they have their own workshops, uh, art, you know, like uh, activities like exercise. They do have tons of trampolines and they build, um, you know, lots of uh, very cool stuff for them. So, it sounds uh, like, uh, hey, hang on, Zaliba. It sounds like her description of Burning Man is very different from your description of Burning Man, Kevin. <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm suggesting. You know, I'm with uh, I'm with Jensen in that she probably had to ignore certain parts because right. Yeah. Um, thank you for the call, Zalima. We appreciate it. Dave put up a photo that was taken, I think, at this year's Burning Man. It's a sign that just says "Public Fleshlight," and then it has one attached to the sign. Hello. And it's just. It's there for anyone to enjoy. I mean, mm. sharing is caring, you guys. Mm-mm. Hiya, folks. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen. Yeah. Look who's here. I know, a friend of real life. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who was actually at your wedding. I know. He's Bobby a, Hundreds, a, you guys. A wedding friend. <laughs> Co-founder of The Hundreds. Hey, Bobby, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I told the guys this uh, uh, after the weekend. True story. Um, a car pulled up in front of my house a few days ago, okay. and the guy got the driver got out, and he was wearing a Bobby Hundreds T-shirt. <laughs> oh my nice God. in New and Orleans. I was, in New Orleans. In, in New Orleans, yes. And I was like, I can't. That is so crazy that I saw that on the same week that you're coming in. Now I want to ask you, how often <laughs> has it happened to you where you see people out on the street wearing your? Um, shirt? it happens. Yeah, happens I see. A ton. It, it, yeah, it happens a ton. I, that I must be such a charge. House. Yeah. I never leave my house. So, so they just come know. into your house? Into and my house. Their t-shirt? It's yeah. part of his brand. Yeah. <laughs> my gardener walks by. He's yeah. wearing it. Like, wow, that's amazing. So where do we uh, where do we start with you, Bobby? Obviously, uh, mm. you know, we want to mention the book, This Is Not a T-Shirt, uh, yeah. which is available everywhere. That kind of tells the whole story for people who want to go deep deep into you and your partner, Ben, and how this whole thing got started. But, I mean, yeah. what's your story? You're, are you Southern California born and bred? Yeah. I grew up in Riverside. I grew up listening to K-Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really old school listener. You know, Rodney on the Rock, Loveline, obviously Kevin and R.I.P. Rodney. He's, he's, not, no, he's, he's still, still alive. alive. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, and were you always a uh, a creative person? I was. I grew up being uh, an artist. I was. Fan- I thought I was going to be a cartoonist when I grew up. I grew up reading a lot of Garfield and Calvin and Hobbes comics. and So I wanted to make a living off my art, but I also grew up with this understanding that maybe I couldn't build a career around my art because my parents are Korean immigrants and they just thought, you know, to be an artist in this country. I always say it's like with white people when you're kids tell you you're going to be a race car driver or a motorcycle driver like you know you're going to die in ditch somewhere like that's what they thought an artist was <laughs> yeah because you had you had like the asian guilt of lawyer yeah. or doctor yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. was it those are the only two viable career paths in america is lawyer or doctor <laughs> anything below that <laughs> not a disappointment to your parents it's a hobby <laughs> yeah it's a hobby, else is a hobby. Can't be serious. so was it your art that got you started in t-shirts it was. I, I started um, designing T-shirts. In fact, now that I'm talking about with Loveline, Poor Man used to have a brand called Poorwear, and yeah, there was a sure. night that I used to draw 
uh, he he put a call out for t-shirt graphics, and I, I remember faxing in. I was like wow. 14 or 13 years old, and I was faxing in no t-shirt graphics. I don't way. think any of them ever made it, but... It's an easy way was... for him to steal logos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I once faxed in, and I got a date with Huntington Henry. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, how old are you? I'm like, 13. Let's do this. Yeah. It was real weird. Real yeah. weird. So how did, you, how did you make it a business? Was it literally like an out-of-the-garage kind of thing at first? Yeah, it, it basically was. It was out of my studio apartment. My partner, Ben, and I, we met in law school, and we started just doing T-shirts and building content around the T-shirts. This was early 2000s, so that was kind of ahead of its time, pre-social media, but building a brand that was transparent around an online narrative. And that was my blog at the time. So mm-hmm. every hey, T-shirt we made in design had a story behind it. How did social media change? It kind of amplified everything. It in, in fact, it, yeah, it accelerated everything, made it easier for us to weave this story around a brand and a person and an experience and like all everything I was into, like everything from K-Rock into my art, skateboarding, growing up in the hardcore scene, they were all enmeshed in the brand that we were creating. And we got to, you know, communicate that along the way. And if the hundred doesn't immediately jump out at you, a lot of people know it for sort of the smiling bomb face or the mm-hmm. bomb logo yeah, and stuff Adam like that, bomb. which seems yeah. to be the thing people gravitate towards yeah. most. Did so you, you love graduate? war. Wow. <laughs> All right. Did you graduate law school? I did. Yeah, we we both graduated law school. Yeah, we graduated in 2000. We started the brand in our first year of school. Okay. And by the end of it, we we knew that we weren't going to stick to being attorneys, right. but we had to finish it out. So your parents so, are at least sort of happy. Uh, as of maybe literally six months ago, they're happy. <laughs> it's been, I'm, I'm 15, 16 years into the business. This is not a joke. So they oh. just now are realizing came, this might be a thing. The book released, we had a release at the Grove, sold out the Grove. They showed up they were like why are there so many people here and i said mom and dad like i've been doing this for 15 years and then the next week they visited me at the office was the first time they visited me anywhere they never visited one of our stores a party an event did they hate you and then yes they hate me vehemently that's amazing still so So now you have (laughs) t-shirts denim wovens fleece headwear outerwear you're sold all over the world that's right yeah and they've done collaborations with like disney and garfield and they had an anniversary party for their brand where they rented out Disneyland. Yeah, all right. No oh my deal. god. That's no just a deal. thing you can do. I mean, I guess that's all right. Yeah. Was there a time <laughs> Tell me the story, Bobby. Bobby Hundreds our guest here on the Kevin Bean show, by the way. Was there a time where you saw the first celebrity wearing something you made? Oh, the first le- Okay, the first celebrity not in person, but the first time we saw anyone notable wearing it was Bushwick Bill. Actually, oh, rest oh, in peace. Wow. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. So Bushwick Bill was wearing a shirt. We had a very early T-shirt that said "Hip Hop is Dead," and on the back, this was before Nas's album was called "Hip Hop is Dead." And on the back was all these fallen MCs. It was like Big and Pac and Big L and Big Pun and uh, J- Jam Master J and um, Rodney and, 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 and Rodney. <laughs> Again, no, very no. much alive. alive and not also hip-hop. not hip hop at all. Oh, oh sorry. Right. <laughs> the next shirt will say "Ronnie on the Rock is Dead." Ronnie is dead. Um, murder. <laughs> so that must. How do you have that cute? have thrilled you. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And uh, and, and after that, I, I think the next really, really big one for us was Jay-Z when he came out of retirement. So this, I'm dating myself now, but there was this uh, tour he did called the Hangar Tour. And mm-hmm. he, did, um, he did like five stops in two days or something like that. He just didn't sleep. And he wore our clothes throughout the tour. And that did was he know he was wearing your clothes? It, did he know? Yes. Uh, apparently he did. Okay. Apparently, from what That's we amazing. understand, he sent his stylist out to come and grab everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What's so, the... Wow. Uh, 
The book is called This Is <laughs> Not right. a T-Shirt, available at book retailers everywhere if you want to hear the story of building a business in Southern California. What's the biggest failure you ever had, Bobby? Oh, man. We've had so... I don't even know what the biggest one was, but we've had so many along this the way. Interview? Yes. This interview? <laughs> yes. This is a real low point in my career. I mean, your book, I, This Is Not a T-Shirt, you've mentioned that it's not a success, necessarily it's a, a success story. It's a story. No, it's Fail a failure story. Going. Yeah, it's a failure story. And I feel like that's what most of our lives really do look like and our careers look like that. And, Amen. You know, so it's really just stringing together a bunch of failures and how you learn from them along the way and come back and bounce That's back. That's drama queen. Really? No, Rodney. <laughs> Rodney? <This is> really <laughs> the Rodney. only way you learn. When you're at the top, you're not listening to other people. You no. don't want to hear it. No, but yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're at your bottom, that's when all of life lessons really come to play. Yeah, it's true. You know, we were broken so much. I think the first 10 years of the brand, we had so much momentum and hype. And Jensen remembers that time. Like, we would put Krayshawn on and all of a sudden Krayshawn had yeah. like a hit music video. And any anything we touched kind of exploded and, and there really was no stopping us. We mm-hmm. almost felt invincible. Yeah. And it took us to really hit a wall where we hit this point in our business where, you know, everything slowed down dramatically, literally overnight. Like, sales kind of started slumping and mm. trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how to bounce back from that. And that's really what the book is about. It's like, that's so fabulous. interesting. <laughs> All right. Before we run out of time, Bobby, Bobby. Um, how does the food festival fit into the overall picture of uh, the hundreds? Yeah, so the moral, uh, really, of the book is how important community is to the brand. We've centered this entire company around community. And it's something I didn't really learn until I was writing the book of how important these relationships were, the relationships between us and our team and our customers and bringing them together. And you so, didn't see that from the beginning? You saw that no, in hindsight? No, of course not. I think we start. We all start brands and businesses out of selfish needs, out of desires of you know our own ego. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at a certain point along the way, I realized, like, no, it was never really about that. It was about bringing people together. And that's really been where the strength is in our brand, why we have longevity. And so what better to bring people together than food, right? Mm. Historically. Check that out. Food, please check it out. <laughs> and, <laughs> food has always historically been the best excuse to get people together. So we're bringing the best chefs and restaurants together to L.A. All right. September 15th. I'm very excited. I'm not mad at John that. and Vinny's. Oh. And, yeah. uh, not- what other? Chef Ludo, yeah. you know, uh, Petit Trois. Uh, we're bringing out Katz's Deli from New York. Um, you know, uh, Bad Mash, the best Indian in oh, town. Oh, so good. Uh, Tiki Fish, which is our restaurant. And then we're also doing this thing where we're collaborating them with streetwear brands and designers. So it's really the world's first streetwear food festival. That sounds every, fantastic. Yeah, every chef is also partnering and working with a brand or a designer artist. Uncle Polly's, who makes amazing sandwiches here in the city. They're working with Modernica Furniture, and they're making cutting boards. And so you can get cool food, and you can get also unique merchandise that's one-of-one. From the show. That sounds very cool. That is a a week from Sunday, and it's going to be at Television City Studios on Fairfax. Sunday the 15th. Tickets available at FamilyStyleFest.com. Kids under 10, age, uh, 10 years of age, uh, admitted free to the event. So that sounds like an amazing. Thank you, Rodney. It is going to be amazing. (laughs) All right. So FamilyStyleFest.com for the food festival. I regret saying anything, (laughs) Rodney. And TheHundreds.com for all the information and details on the book. This is, thank you. This is not a t shirt. I'm just going to keep talking, Rodney. Why? Bobby, so mad because we're done, because we're out of time on the interview. That's why? why. Because we have to leave, because we got to let Bobby go. We got to get back to our other why? show. Okay. Thank right. you, Bobby, for coming in. We love you, man. Thank you. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q. Why? Oh, let's not start that way. Mm-mm. Have what you was... heard the, the Weird Al remix of that Portugal the Band song? Uh, no. He, I don't know how it happened. He, he's not a guy that you think of when you think of a band taking a song to an artist for a remix, but he did one. And if you ever wanted to hear that song with accordions on it, you should check it out. <laughs> 
Because it's real good. What if you love Weird Al, but you don't want to see a song with accordions on it? I mean, you can skip it if you want, okay. but I think I think that you'd be doing yourself a disservice. I remember well. the first time I heard that song, I was like, oof, it's good. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know what would really send it to a whole other exactly. stratosphere, really? Exactly. Accordions. Portugal, the band was on the same page with you, Allie. <laughs> All right, one, uh, one final look at what's happening here. I think about this a lot. Uh, I think that because of Netflix, and you know it's always going to be there, mm-hmm. those shows, I don't get to a lot of them. I, I just don't because they're there and I know I can get to them. I agree. Which then there's no urgency for me to actually see those Let's shows. Say you're 55 percent. You want to go to a movie and there's one on Netflix. You go. It'll be there when I get back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't that true of anything on HBO too? For instance, you can pretty much watch it whenever you want. I mean, even regular broadcast no. channels have on demand. Now. Uh, they have on demand, sure. But I think that. There's something to be said for appointment television. On Sunday night, I know I'm going to watch The Gemstones. Right. Um, I I just know that because then we're going to chat about it, you know, on Monday, that type of thing. But I don't think that with Netflix shows as much. Here's why I bring it up. Why do you bring it up? Binge watching on Netflix is coming to an end. Well... For some, of their, hmm. for some of their original oh, shows. It felt clickbaitish, but yeah. sure. Netflix announced that they're going to start releasing new episodes of the original shows on a weekly basis. Mm. They're going to start that, uh, that new release model with the Great British Baking Show, Collection 7, and Rhythm and Flow. That's the rap competition hosted by Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. So you have to keep up with those shows weekly. And okay, it's that's also how Hulu does it. It's also smart with competition shows. You don't want to find out who wins, you know, the day it's released and then you don't want to go back and watch yeah, it true. type of thing. But the first four episodes of Rhythm and Flow are going to drop October 9th. Episodes 5 through 7 will air October 16th. So they're not and really doing they're, it. They're just breaking a, it down into It's a slow rollout with this. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then 8 through 10 on October 23rd. But the thing with the Great British Baking uh, Show is they're going to release those episodes four days after they air in the UK. Okay. So it's not, like usually with that show, you'd have to wait until the whole series ran mm-hmm. in the UK and then a couple months later it would get here. Like Peaky Blinders does that. Oh, she found a way. <laughs> yep, she always finds a way. Just saying. So this is this is an interesting thing. Anyone? Is it? I think it? I think it is because if I'm a fan of the Great British Baking Show... I would rather every week know, okay, I need to watch this week because this is coming up, as opposed to knowing, okay, 12 episodes, 13 episodes are sitting there waiting for me. You'll be like, eh, I'll get to it. There is a lot to be said for anticipation. Absolutely. Uh, can't wait to see something, but you're going to have to. But there are yeah. Netflix shows that I've only liked because I've binged them. Yeah. Like yeah. that show You that I got into. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good, but that's because I got to sit down in like two sittings and get through them. Like, I don't know if I go to Netflix to watch weekly. It's just not, I mean. You can always wait until it's over. Nah, and it's then cool. binge Thanks. it. <laughs> wow. I was just offering and I uh, thought, this is so boring. Bean, what are your thoughts on the Great British Bake Off? This is so boring and forever taking. What 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 would you say with an accent, though? It bores the living hell out of me. Again, not an accent. What do you think of the Great Ugh, British Bake Show? What do you what do you think when they switched over their hosts? What do you think Couldn't about that? Couldn't be less interested. All right. 
Well, I see you're having a fun time playing along. <laughs> I see someone hit I've his already board folder. It. It's so boring, and it has nothing to do with me, so why would I care? Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. You guys, according to Match.com, their annual Singles in America survey, they polled 5,000 people across the country about the cost of an average date night. We're talking price of dinner for two, a bottle of wine, and two movie tickets. Oh. What, what city do you think has the priciest New York City yes. night of romance? It would indeed be the Big Apple. How much do you think it would cost for dinner for two, bottle of wine, two movie tickets on average? I was going to say, doesn't the bottle of wine vary greatly? So does the dinner. Okay. That's why it's on average, I guess. Um, um, I'm going to say you're spending at least 120 bucks that night. <laughs> what? I'm going to say 300 bucks. I'm going to say a dollar. Okay. Uh, Kevin is the closest. Nah. $297.27. Kevin was really close. Very mm-hmm. close. I didn't know we were going to cents. I could have. You could have. You could have. <laughs> that's, that's just to go out to what? Dinner, a bottle of wine, and a movie. Yep. 300 bucks. Yep. It's cheaper to get married. Okay. Well, that I mean, that's one way uh, to look at it. The question, um, Yeah. Did they rent a car? No, it's New York. You don't <laughs> oh. need Uber. Car. I didn't yeah, they probably Ubered. Ubered. Yeah. 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 Uh, California? What do you think the price is? I mean, is it all of California? Like San Francisco, I think, would be more than here. It's the whole state. Okay. 240 240 Yeah. I'm going to say $239. Oh, dang it. Yes. No sense? No. Okay. 239 right on the dot. Okay. Bean. I'm going to stick with $120. Uh, Kevin, again, has been going on a lot of dates in a lot of cities mm. because it's $226.25. That's eerily close. Right? Kevin, you ever go out anywhere in Connecticut? No. Are you sure you want, you want to take a guess? Um, Connecticut would be $49. No. That one is more than Whoa. California. What? $230.34. Yeah. Who can afford to date? That's what I'm saying. I mean, ladies, we got to step it up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe give a little. <laughs> Do you right? have chicken finger? That would be cheaper. <laughs> chicken fingers. Oh, I thought you meant. No, no little. one sees your hand. <laughs> no? You okay. your hand motion. God. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. I'm tired. Yes. Some birthdays for you. <laughs> you wanted this to be over before we even started. Sorry. What's with you? <laughs> He's got stuff to do. Come on, man. Wake up. Beyonce Knowles, Damon Wayans, Whitney Cummings, Max Greenfield, Kyle Mooney, James Bay, Mark Ronson, and a very special happy birthday to Dr. Drew. I don't know his name, but he's a, he's a uh, newscaster. It's Dr. Drew. Isn't Dr. Drew black? <laughs> isn't he, isn't he the guy that sold the, uh, the headphones? That's Dr. Dre. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Good Lord. And that's what's happening. On your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial free for uh, 5 p.m. hour. Sorry, a random act of helpfulness for these SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's huge. We have Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. We have Get Up On This. Mm-hmm. R.J. Bell is back because it's week one of the NFL. Fantastic. Uh, we have your tool tickets, and we're going to have Steve Aoki in studio. Wow. What? Too much show. All it's tomorrow morning on an all-new show. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Keep those likes and comments coming. Home, home. Daddy likey comments. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.